Hello, and welcome to the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. While there, you can join in the conversation about this show. Just search for Built Different Podcast in your internet browser. Here now are your hosts, Zach Clinton and Brooke Bryan. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this edition of the Built Different Podcast. We will be your hosts for the first time together. I'm Zach and... I'm Brooke. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. (laughs) We are so excited um, to finally be able to co-host a show together on the Built Different Podcast. And today, Brooke, we have an amazing episode with one of our favorite pastors. Oh, my goodness, yes. Levi Lesko. Yes. Brooke, what I want to talk about today and what the episode's really all about is the power of perspective. Hmm. And what Levi really talks about in this episode is we talk about Through the Eyes of a Lion, the book that he released years ago, but then he's released a children's book for Hmm. that very same book here recently, and it's more of a devotional for kids. And it's really about being able to be thankful for the painful seasons of your life. Mm -hmm. When it comes to pain and being thankful for it, what comes to mind for you, Brooke? Just the first thing that comes to mind off the top of my head is the C.S. Lewis quote that talks about pain being God's mode of communication to us, like Mm -hmm. his megaphone to the world. Um, This quote says, pain insists upon being attended to. Mm. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. Mm. It's his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Mm. And I just think that is so true, that God uses pain um, in order to speak to us about our situation. And that's just kind of the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, I think that's powerful because like you're saying, pain really is a gift. Yeah. And pain at the end of the day produces growth. As athletes, right, when you go in the weight room, the reason you go in the weight room is to break down the muscle, right? And then when you're able to sleep, when you're able to provide nutritional facts and all these things, then it builds back up stronger than it was before. Yeah. A lot of people, though, when they're going through the ringer or their back's Mm -hmm. pressing against the wall or they feel like they're drowning and they want to escape their pain, they completely neglect that perspective of, no, 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 something good can come from this. Hmm. right yes and they lose sight of that man god's faithfulness he's always been faithful i was telling you before we jumped on here and started filming this introduction yeah was i just came out of our athletic shepherding meeting up at liberty university pastor pj preston he's absolutely the man shout out pj come on pj he absolutely (laughs) rocks that dude just yeah he does full of encouragement but today we were and he is a man that lives daily in pain because he has back problems that's right and he just chooses joy daily so shout out to pj that is so true shout that's so true he finds joy in the midst of his pain that's right and today the topic of conversation kind of got back onto this very thing Hmm. finding like changing your perspective on pain yeah and there was a kid in the back, and his name is Cole, and he's one of my buddies. He's the shepherd of the Liberty University golf team Mm -hmm. currently. And we talk about, Pastor PJ was really talking about the the message, I guess, that you would give to somebody that's like riding your horse, right? It's like, that's the message that I always can rely on. Mm -hmm. And so Cole came up and he was like, I really, my message is Exodus 13, Mm -hmm. where it talks about the Israelites, and as God is taking them out of the land of Egypt into the promised land, right? Yeah. 
if they would have gone in a direct line straight through straight to Canaan, right yeah. where they wanted to go, right? It only would have taken them two years tops. Dang. And he said that he's gone through and he has just really relied on theologians to provide him with that information and the statistics when it comes to that. If they would have walked every day, two years tops. But God decides to take them through this wilderness route, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the route of the Red Sea. It took them 40 years. God could have easily just said, go straight. But no, no, he took them on this journey because then he was able to reveal himself in some of the most powerful ways, in some of the most powerful stories that we know. When he parted the Red Sea, mm -hmm. he provided manna. He did all of these miracles, and it showed his faithfulness in the midst of their pain, mm -hmm. in the midst of their dark, probably really boring, probably exhausting season of life. God was there, and if it weren't for the 40-year route, right, yeah. they never would have been able to see maybe the fullness and the goodness and the faithfulness of God, even in the midst of that pain. So pain was wow. their gift, right? You were talking about that pain being someone's gift. What does that kind of look like in someone's life? Yeah, dang, that fires me up, Zach, because God revealing himself to us is the biggest gift that we could have. That's right. And the fact that pain itself could bring about revelation of who God is to us mm -hmm. is just extremely, extremely comforting. It is. Because it's like, ah, man, I'm not in this pain for no reason. There's mm. not just this like bottomless pit of pain where I'm hopeless and there's no, there's no good that's going to come about in this. Mm. When the Lord says like what Satan intends for evil, I bring for good. Mm. And that's that same truth amidst our pain and suffering yeah. and that we could become Christ-like and sharing in his suffering is so cool. It really um, is. Yeah. The final thought that I had with pain um, and just the necessity for pain was actually from, I was kind of sharing this with you before this, but yeah. um, in my apologetics class today, God ordained, we yeah. were speaking about the problem of pain yeah. and how different people deal with that and the logical arguments behind it. But one kid in my class brought up people who are unable to feel pain mm. in their day-to-day -day life because of the way that their genetics are. Mm. They have huge, huge issues in their life yeah. because they could be running around with a broken back and they don't even know it because they don't have the neurons to fire to tell them like, you're in pain, that means something's wrong. Mm. And then they can take the proper precautions to create healing. Mm. So in that sense, like pain itself is a gift to us actually mm. because it mm. it markers where there's problems or where something's gone wrong so that healing can then begin. That's right. And so I think that's so cool that God can use pain itself as a gift as you and Levi are talking about. That's right. um, and I'm so eager to hear the conversation that y'all have. Absolutely. Let me say something up front uh, before this interview uh, gets played was Pastor Levi, he is just one of the most amazing dudes. Mm. Like he's just so real. He's so authentic. He's so genuinely kind. Yeah. Right. I mean, he has a platform and a pedestal right here on this earth that I would say like he is known as one of the leading pastors yeah. in our world. I mean, I go and I listen to his messages all the time on YouTube and all sorts yeah. of things. But man, he is just so amazing. And what I love about him is he's the same dude on stage as he is off stage. Whoa. And I think one thing that 
he mentioned to me when this interview took place. So this is about a month ago when this interview took place yeah. in Orlando, Florida. And he talked about, you know, Zach, the one thing, he lost his daughter, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. what that's why he wrote through the eyes of a lion. It's it's for her. And it's a beautiful thing that he said. He said, Zach, at the time of this episode, it has been 3,192 days since I lost mm-hmm. my daughter. And he said, I could view it as, man, that's 3,192 days of anger, of pain, mm-hmm. of all of this, which I'm sure it was. But he said, I could also view it with a lens of, I'm 3,192 days closer to seeing her again. Whoa. Right? So changing the perspective of, man, where I'm at, right? It's yeah. so hard and it's so painful, but dude, that's not where I'm going to end up. Yeah. That's not where God is taking me. That's not where I'm ultimately going, mm-hmm. right? He yeah. lives with that hope in his heart. So as Brooke said, we cannot wait to share this interview with you with best-selling author and lead pastor of Fresh Life Church, Levi Lesko. That interview will be coming up right after this short break. We'll be right back with more after this. It's no secret there's a beatdown on men, anything that's masculine. From the radical push to feminize men, to changing the core of what it means to be a man. But God made man for a purpose and a reason. When King David was on his deathbed, passing the baton of leadership to his son Solomon, there's a lot he could have said to him. But he told his son these words, be strong, and show yourself a man. You know why? Because he knew what was ahead of him. And it's because men matter, and they matter more than you know. It's time, really, it's time to rise up. Some good news is that something is stirring. Something's happening all over the country and around the world. Men everywhere from every walk of life are stepping up and they're crying out, God, I want my life to count. I wanna make a difference. I wanna be all that you created me to be. You may feel as if everything is lost and that this is your darkest hour, but God loves to meet you in your brokenness. He loves to use those moments to remind you of his presence and his power, to send you running back to him for hope and strength. Hear me, you're not alone. God is there for you and there is a remnant. There's an army, there's an uprising that's happening. Now is the time to show yourself a man and take it back. Order your copy of Take It Back by Dr. Tim Clinton and Max Davis at timclinton.com. Welcome back to the Built Different Podcast. Here's your host, Zach Clinton. Pastor Levi, thank you so much for joining us today. Zach, absolutely. Pleasure to have be be had. Man, this is awesome, just getting the opportunity to sit down with you to learn more about you and your story. We just heard from you here at the AACC Waymaker World Conference, and man, you brought a word, as always. Seriously, you're one of my favorite pastors. I look you up all the time. I'm from Virginia, but trust me, I listen to your sermons. So cool. Countless of times, my friends, so thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Seriously, Pastor Levi, what I want to talk about just up front is, man, you've had a lot of success in the worldly standards, right? You're a prolific speaker. Uh, you're a best-selling author. When you look at your life just up front, what is the favor of God and the faithfulness and His goodness really meant to you throughout your ups and the downs as well? Everything, everything, Zach. Um, I think about um, God is with me, and I think yeah. that's why I, I, can't, I can't speak to anything 
that I've ever done or been that wasn't a gift. And I think, you know, you, you, you get gifted by God and you, if you don't use that gift, you're going to regret it because if you've been given the talent, you're not honoring God Mm. to not return on that investment. I think we have a weird relationship with success and that's a weird word because you can be an earthly success, but a heavenly failure, like with the guy, the guy with the big barns, you know, God said, you fool, Mm. even though he was successful, Mm. but you can also be, a success in heaven's eyes and not on earth. Mm. But I also think, you know, you can do both. That's right. And I think that's the, maybe the category we forget about mm. because we're so quick to point to, you know, well, well, it's not about that, you know, but it's like, is an Olympic athlete honoring God by not running their best race? Right. You right. know? So I, I think when it says love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, mm. I, I think to be the best cabinet maker, that's right. I think, so some sense of earthly success isn't wrong and isn't the enemy. And I think we're uncomfortable with that. Mm. So, you know, I, I know someone, for example, who's an astronaut yeah. and he's the best. He's right. literally been given three different missions on three different ships because of how he excels at his craft. And Proverbs says, mm. do you see a man who excels in what he does? He shall not stand before unknown men. He shall stand before Kings. Mm. And so I, I think the tension is, and where we need to arrive at is, if you're a psychologist, if you're a counselor, if you're a pastor, if you're a baseball player, right. do it with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Use the gift God gave you, but then be clear to give God glory and not take credit for what was an opportunity that God gave you, favor God gave you. You mm. could have been born with no arms and legs. Mm. You could have, like my friend Nick Vujicic, you could have you know, been born in, in uh, North Korea yeah. and had no you know, rights like we do in America. Mm. And so I think we give God credit. We never think we're a self-made man, but we also don't think that it dis- that it honors God to not do well what he called us to do. Amen. And I think that's the difference, like Robert McGee writes in The Search for Significance, right? The difference between success and significance is that the success is you're actually pointing back to God and giving him the glory and the honor for it all because that's what it's all about, right? Totally. He gives it to us completely. Yep. And a lot of people can get lost in that success, though, unfortunately. And like you said, we give miss terms or misdefinitions for it but man what a beautiful depiction of what you just said of what success and significant really looks like in a christian's perspective yes yeah, c.s lewis said you know humility is where you could design the best skyscraper or cathedral in the whole world if you're an architect and it and you know it is the best skyscraper or cathedral or building in the whole world mm. but he said humility is uh that you would be just as happy mm. if someone else had designed it and so I think it's that that's that tension where we, we want to live, right? That's right. And finding joy in other people's successes. That's probably the hardest thing in a life in a world of comparison in our culture and society today. Pastor Levi, one thing that we really like to do here on the Build Different Podcast is we like to see people and interview people like yourself who have such an amazing and prolific platform, but understand that you have a story and there's backwater to your story. And we don't just get on top of the mountain. We don't get success overnight. But at the end of the day, you go through the deep and the dark valleys and the work's done in the dark before it's done in the bright lights. Very good. So what we really want to talk about today, Pastor Levi, is your story and dive in deep. Because back in 2012, you went through something that no parent would ever wish upon anybody yeah. in the entire world. Can you just go back to those moments of 2012 and help our listeners understand what happened? For sure. Yeah. So my wife and I, Jenny is her name. Uh, we have five kids. Uh, at the time we had four and we, um, we pastor a church in Montana originally. Now it's spread out. And because of the internet, we have a church online family from literally all over the world, yeah. like Virginia, yeah. people who join in to the ministry right. from digital places and, TV and all that. And we're in, um, army bases, uh, and as well as many of the prisons in the United States through Hillsong 
TV, Hillsong Channel. Um, But we, uh, even though we saw our dream come true, because that's how I would describe our church efforts, you know, for the kingdom, like our dream was build a life-giving church Mm. where people would come to know Christ, where you wouldn't feel super religious, where you could come just as you are, but hear the Bible taught in a way you could understand it. Mm. That was always our, our DNA of our church. I used to say, this church shouldn't feel like your grandma's church, but right. she's welcome to come too. And that's the tension. It's to where we're not holding on to tradition that makes mm-hmm. it feel unrelatable to the next generation, but we also don't alienate the previous generation. That's right. You know, so these churches that, that are like glorified youth groups where you're like, it's only for young people, that's not honoring God because the right. kingdom is every tribe, tongue, nation, language, but mm-hmm. also every age group, every right. demographic, old, young, the silver mm-hmm. hair is the honor and glory of a man, but also the next generation. Jesus mm-hmm. said, don't forbid the children to come to me. So when we planted a church, we wanted it to be old alongside young, forward thinking, fast paced, feeling like current culture, um, music, expression, beauty, art, all of those things. And that was what we we started and fought for. And literally, we didn't know what God was going to do with us because we started the church knowing nobody. Mm. We moved to Montana from California 15, almost 15 years ago. We started a church above a bar in a a room that cigarette smoke would come up through the floorboards while we were having service at nighttime because there was still a bar below and you could smoke indoors back then, uh, back when Montana didn't have a speed limit in most of the state. And uh, and we invited people around town like, hey man, you want to come to my church? They're like, What's it, what's it called? It's called Fresh Life. How long has it been going? It hasn't started yet, but it starts <laughs> Sunday. And 14 people were crazy enough to come to the first Bible study. Right. And I opened the Bible. I mm-hmm. taught a simple sermon, and they brought their friends the next week, and it grew to 100 people by Easter. Uh, we soon uh, were spilling out of the doors, had to find a bigger building, and started expanding into other locations. But that the genesis was one person at a time, mm-hmm. preach the Bible, keep it current, focus it on Jesus, get rid of any unnecessary religious baggage that we don't need, right. and uh, and don't alienate old or young. Mm. And and so we said our dreams were coming true. Five years in, you know, people uh, were asking us to come to other states and preach. It was yeah. like kind of like oper- like you're saying, opportunities. Yeah. But there was a lot of grind. That's right. You know, That's right. I, I used to, before this, preach to thousands every week. Yep. Going to preach to 14 felt like, right. God, what have you done? And it's you know, humility piece humble, yeah. but, but believing and, and, and also the obscurity piece, yeah. you know, California, you're aware of what's going on. You mm-hmm. feel like you're in the scene somewhat right. off the beaten path to put it mildly is how it felt moving to Montana. Mm. But we had this feeling and someone even told me, they said, you shouldn't move to Montana. Right. God doesn't want you to, <laughs> this is a respected voice in my life. Right. He was on the board of directors at our church. He said, you should not speak, move to Montana because it's not wow. God's will. And I said, well, why not? He goes, mm. because you're ministering to thousands of people and we want less people in hell, right? And I go, well, I can't argue with that. He goes, <laughs> there's not a lot of people in Montana. He goes, there's probably more cows than people. So <laughs> even if you do really well up there in yeah. a couple, you know, you're only ever going to have a couple hundred people ever. Mm. And here you're already preaching to thousands and this generation needs you. And I, I kind of, I, I couldn't argue with the, the math, right? He was right, right, so to speak, using man's wisdom. Mm. But something in my spirit said, "What if God wants me to move to Montana and reach a lot of people?" Mm. And I didn't know how that would work, but that was the dream, right? And so we went, and it's ironic now because from the middle of nowhere, Montana. I mean, most people think the city that we preach from is called Cow's Bell, <laughs> but it's Callus Bell. <laughs> Uh, Siri and Instagram captions even automatically often turns it to cow's bell. Cow's bell. <laughs> and, uh, and so from cow's bell, Montana, from Nazareth, mm. you know, Israel, right. Right. God has saw, seen fit to reach the world. And um, mm. so, like I said, dreams have come true, but so have nightmares. Yeah. 
And the, the greatest expression of that, of course, was the death of our daughter, Linya, uh, after an asthma attack five years ago. Oh, when she was five, she would be 14 now, nine years ago, five days before Christmas. Mm. And that was um, something that I never, I never saw coming. Mm. And I couldn't have uh, ever dreamt that life could hurt so bad. Mm. Can't really even imagine the pain that you experienced in that moment. I don't even want to speak into it because I, I can't. And that's just the truth with it all. And, you know, I think a lot of people really, when they go through pain and struggling, it's easy to ask the question, you know, well, if God's supposed to be this loving father, then how in the world could he do something like this to me? Or how could he allow this to happen sure. to me? Right? Sure. It's super easy to do that. But Pastor Levi, how are you able to continually press into the heart of God, even in the midst of those moments, to continue to grow in a relationship with him in the midst of your brokenness? Well, it's been a process and a journey. And again, like I said, it's nine years and I'm still walking through that. You know, yeah. we're still, it's not, grief is not a sprint. It is a marathon it's not, yeah. and maybe it's an ultra marathon, yeah. you know, um, yeah. cause it's, it's still to this day. Uh, and I don't, I'm not naive enough to think, even though I don't, I know I don't cry every day. Yeah. I may not cry for months about Lenya, but mm-hmm. then I may have a real low moment. And so I think you have mm-hmm. to give yourself the grace to go through that. I, right. I would encourage anybody listening to this to a, not feel like your grief is anybody else's grief. Mm-hmm. Cause it's kind of, when people talk about their grief journey, you have to always remember it's descriptive, not prescriptive mm-hmm. in that, you know, we're all eager for a benchmark or a template. Yeah. Tell me how to do an Ironman. Okay. So I need to be this far in my training. And then there's some benchmarks for sure, right. but I can't look at someone else's grief and go, okay, two years out, they felt this three years mm-hmm. out. They felt that seven years out. Everyone's right. normal. Not everyone's process. in their own process. So, That's right. but for me, what it looked like, um, was, was my anger I felt, because I felt a lot of anger, mm-hmm. was never anger at God. Mm. I felt like he was anger with God. Mm. And I and it's just it's a it's an interesting, you know, yeah, like a second dichotomy. Yeah, yeah. Because when I felt the angriest that she had died, I I, I felt it was as close as I've come to an audible voice, I felt like God saying, I'm mad too. Mm. I'm mad too. Mm. I'm angry too. I never wanted sin. I never wanted death. I never wanted this in the Garden of Eden. That's why I warned Adam. I never wanted this in this world. Yeah. I wanted this world full of, of life and the river of life. I never wanted there to be suffering and grief and sadness. Yeah. And when I realized that, that mm. God's angry too, mm. then I was like, oh, so I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad with you. I can mm. do that. And so what I do is if I'm angry, I give it to God. And I feel like he's like, yeah, me too. And then we go, okay, cool. We can do this together. Mm-hmm. I can roll with you. We can just keep going. And then I mm-hmm. also feel like he doesn't just say I'm angry too, but I'm angry enough to do something about it. That's right. And the, the doing something about it is the turn. Mm. And that's why I wrote Through the Eyes of a Lion, my book, because I wrote the grief book I wanted to read. Yeah. I found a lot of grief books that were telling me you're going to get through this. And I didn't want to get through it. Right. I wanted to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like um, God wants to do when we hurt is make the devil pay. And that's the anger that is going to do something. That's so good. Like you're saying, not just going through your pain, but then growing through your pain. And that's really what you wanted to do. And like you said, grief's a process. Everybody, it takes different times. There's no benchmarkers really at the end of the day, like you're saying. And what you're also saying is that it's been a process for you for a long time coming. I follow you on social media. I keep up with you, like I said, in your sermons, but also your social media posts. And on Instagram, you posted about your daughter, Lenny, and how she would have been 14 years old a week ago Mm -hmm. from today. And I know that's been a process for you. And to really just see your post and what you did to honor her through that post and what you said, it really stuck with me because you said, you know, 
with that comes a lot of questions and you started listing some of the questions, but then you immediately followed and said, but I also have the answers and you're referring to the answer, which is the Lord first and foremost. Some of the hardest moments of my life, you know, I feel like the Lord really whispered into my life, Zach, in the absence of clarity, there's this invitation to intimacy with me. Mm. So in the toughest moments, that's that piece of really just pressing into God. But I'm not naive enough to know there's a listener out there today who's really angry who's really bitter, who doesn't know how to do that, what would you share to help motivate that person in this moment? I, just, I would just say, I, I love what you said. In the absence of clarity, there's an invitation to intimacy. What I've always, I've always put it a different way, but same exact thing, and I, I'm gonna have to start saying that. Um, never trade what you don't know for what you do. Hmm. So you have some stuff you do know, yeah. and there's some stuff you don't. So don't, don't let go of what you do know right. to hold on to what you don't know. That's right. So I don't know why. I don't know, you know where was God. I don't know why Jairus in the New Testament, his daughter gets raised, but mine doesn't. I don't know why. Yeah. God went to Lazarus's tomb and called her out, I, I, but not my daughters, right? So hmm. I don't know that. But I do know he's for me. I hmm. do know he saved me. I do know he's promised uh, heaven for me. I do know he's, he's holding my daughter now. That's right. So I could choose to either live in the land of I don't know, or land of I do. So I just am not going to let go of what I do know for what I don't. Mm. And I think we're living in a day when the deconstruction or the, you know, so-called, you know, great, you know, exit of, of, of millennials and younger from the church. I think you have a lot of people who have some things they don't know, mm. you know, where's God in this? How, how do we reconcile the political divides, all this stuff. And they're, so they're yeah. choosing to turn away from Jesus. But it's like, I don't know all this like things, but like Peter, who else has eternal life? I do mm. know he has eternal life. That's right. So I don't know, why or what or that's okay i'm gonna live in the land of what i do know mm. and so my advice to you who are hurting would be just that you just just give what you're feeling to god and keep walking with him and yeah. say like uh i love habakkuk his name means one who wrestles mm -hmm. and he wrestled with god through some hard stuff he's like i don't know why you would let the babylonians come in and invade israel right. he goes but um but i'm gonna i'm gonna work i'm gonna embrace you i'm not gonna let go he said i'm gonna stand on my watchtower and see and mm. And I'm going to run with the vision God gave me. And so I would say live in the land of what you do know. And what you do know and what you can know is that the cross proved once and for all God's love for you. Amen. And so live there, walk in the power of the resurrection, and it will get easier with time. Yeah. Not because the weight you're carrying will get lighter, mm. but because you will get stronger. Right. Thus, the weight you're carrying will feel lighter. Amen. I mean, that's so powerful. And I want you to dive in even here for a second when it comes to mental health, right? You just spoke to a ton of counselors, a ton of pastors, a ton of people that people helpers at mm -hmm. the end of the day. And one thing you really talked about was the power of perspective. And I think when you go through tough times like this, when you go through the deep waters and the darkest valleys of life, it's easy to lose sight, to lose vision, to lose focus, to lose perspective on life. And really, at the end of the day, I love what you shared about the 3,192 days. Right? Can you share that piece yeah. with our listeners and just help them understand how you were able to shape your, reshape your perspective sure. and start this roar story? Yep. Well, I have to wear contacts every day. Yeah. And if I take my contacts out, I can't see. I would not be able to walk out of this room without hitting a wall. Mm. But with contacts in, I can see perfectly. Yeah. So that lens shapes what I see. The book is called Through the Eyes of a Lion. Yep. And what I was sharing in, in the, 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 the session, the plenary session, was that um, faith is like a lens that you have to put on not once but every morning. Amen. And if the moment your, your, your lens gets away from your eye, you're going to start drifting. And yeah. we, we can't see angels. We can't see God. We can't see God's kingdom. We can only see flesh and blood and money and pain. We see traffic and cancer. We see Facebook posts that are full of hate. We mm. see racial divides. We see 
Republican and Democrat, we like oh, yeah. vaccinate or non-vaccinated, mask or right. unmasked. Like we, we that's, that's all we see. Mm. So if we if we just look at what we see, we're going to despair because mm. where's the answers? Where's the hope? Where's the peace? Where's the promise? Where's the power? When's yeah. the lion going to lie down with the lamb? You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like, dang it, I don't got a lot of that. Okay, now I'm slipping because now I'm looking at my daughter's grave. I'm looking at bills I got to pay. Right. But slap the lens of faith in, and it's a promise. Promise, I'll never leave you, forsake you. Promise. Mm-hmm. In my father's house are many mansions. Promise, right? Those are the things you have mm. to look through the lens of faith to see. Mm. So for my daughter, she has been in heaven 3,192 days as of this recording. And I can either look at that as I'm getting further from her mm. because she's that's how far back I was with her in person and held, held her and smelled her hair and mm. watched her fall asleep and saw her play with her mom, rode her through the neighborhood uh, on mm. a bicycle with her. Yeah. Or I can choose to look at it as... She's in heaven this way, and every day I wake up, I'm getting closer to being with her in heaven forever, yeah. where she's going to show me around, yeah. and it's going to feel like a, we just got there together because a day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day, and maybe it's Narnia time, and when I arrive, it'll be like she's just getting there too. Who knows? Mm. So if I look at it that way, I'm looking at through the lens of faith. Now I'm not seeing a casket, and I'm not seeing a grave. Now I'm not seeing uh, a, the still lifeless body of my little precious daughter in a casket anymore. I'm seeing the future promise. Mm. And so now I realize I'm actually 3,192 days closer to her. Amen. And I think if we apply that scriptural faith comes by hearing lens to any real, real world situation, we can scream to the storm, do your worst. That's right. Uh, because it can't take us out. That's right. And we can run into the storm. Inky Johnson says, how you view what you do will always affect how you do what you do. And I'm so thankful that you have chosen that lens, that perspective of faith. And even in the darkest moments of your life, God, how you view what you do will always affect how you do what you do. Some, we're having church right now. I'm about to get up <laughs> and run around this conference table in this Los Angeles room at the World Marriott, man. <laughs> It's good. No, Inky Johnson. Inky Johnson. Who's he? So he's one of my favorite motivational speakers of all time. We've had him on the podcast several times. He's a legend. He, and his name's Inky. Inky Johnson. That's a good name, man. Yes. Yeah, so you need to look him but up. That's, he's, that's the he's line. Incredible. That's the line. It's that's it. I, The way I say it is, when you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Just powerful stuff. Pastor Levi, you just released your newest book this week with Tama Fortner titled Roar Like a Lion, 90 Devotions to a Courageous Faith. It's a 90-day devotional for kids filled with just eye-catching, art-fascinating stories, Bible verses, and more. What's at the heart of it, and what do you really want to help kids learn about themselves through the midst of it? Yeah, I just know kids today, it's built for a 6- to 10-year-old, and it's a time like never before, Zach, where kids are having to face really hard times. Imagine being a kid. Like, for me, I was 20 or 19 when 9-11 happened. Dude. That was the hardest thing I ever faced, any of us did, in our generation. That's our Pearl Harbor, our, you know, JFK's assassination. Yeah. Well, for this generation, this last couple of years, dude, that's, that's, that's a life-defining crisis. That's right. And kids coming of age, my kids coming of age in this. Like, seeing my four-year-old with a little mask on his face and just, like, that, that, yeah. that, that's, that's ingrained. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so yeah. I, I began working on this book five years ago. It was, that was when the dream got planted, and yeah. I began praying for it and then writing it. And my kids and I worked together on it. Mm. They helped me get the artwork just right. Yeah. And I've read so many books to my kids, That's my so wife cool. and I, all the time reading, wanting to help them go through hardship, go through pain, go through crap and death. Because every kid out there is going to have to face grandpa's death, mom's death, That's kid right. at school. 
third grader in, with brain cancer. That's right. So how do we prepare? How do we train them for the trial they're not yet in? Mm. I want to teach kids to roar like a lion because the lion mm. is the strongest animal, right? The boldest That's animal. Right. And the Bible says Christians can be as bold as lions. Mm. And so this book is is how to go through hard times but roar like a lion. Mm. And it's full of, like you said, beautiful pictures. We have we have an illustrator named Catherine Pearson from Lausanne, Switzerland, who hand drew every picture in the book. Mm. Um, That's the cover to... Uh, there's history facts. I'm a big history buff. So yeah. we have tons of quirky history stuff. It's more <laughs> for the parents, maybe even just to keep, cause I know as a parent, you get engaged. bored. Yeah. The kids may not care that, you know, Frank Sinatra used to sing out of a Rudy Valley megaphone before he mm. could afford a microphone and people would try and chuck pennies in it. So he learned <laughs> right. to swing his head while he sang. So pennies couldn't go down his throat right. while he was singing right. before he could spend $40 on his first microphone. <laughs> but I think, uh, that might go over the head of Johnny at seven. Yeah. But mine, I was like, that's pretty cool. I like that. Exactly. Man, Pastor Levi, what an amazing resource. And I challenge all of our listeners, go buy that. Go help Pastor Levi make this another bestseller because it's incredible. It really is. Pastor Levi, what I want to do today, man, it has just been amazing to learn under you, like I said in the plenary session over there, but also just to learn from you in these next few moments. And what I want to do is just leave it open for you. Just to what is God really laying on your heart and closing for us and all of our listeners that's just going to provide us with hope, encouragement, and motivation to live a life that is truly built different on the foundation that only Christ can offer. Man, Zach, thank you. Grateful for you, your father, the whole team at the AACC for what you guys do, serving those who serve others. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is, uh, that's the greatest impact you can do. That's that, that I think John Maxwell talks about le- leading leaders who raise up leaders. You guys are serving those who serve people. That's a multiplied mm-hmm. impact. That's really powerful. So I'm grateful to be partnered with you guys in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and to everyone listening, I would just say this, my, my, my encouragement would be, you know this, but sometimes the cobbler has the worst shoes. Sometimes the carpet cleaner has the least clean carpets. You know, you serve people all day. It can be easy to forget yourself. So I would just say the least selfish thing you can do is to take care of yourself Mm. because the better you're doing, the better equipped you're going to be to help those who you're called to help. Mm. And if you let yourself get run down, you're not going to be positioned and able to be the, the the hands and feet of Jesus you're meant to be. Mm. So, um, for me that, that looks like, um, prioritizing, of course, my own personal devotional life. Yeah quiet beauty. I like how John Eldridge says we have the least recognized appetite and that's Mm. the appetite for beauty. And when you see a mountain or stream or, you know, something gorgeous, that's actually a need your soul has. So Mm. prioritize that. And in these urban lives, we can tend to get on zoom calls all day and then watch a Netflix special at night and never be in beauty. So prioritize being outside hiking, get out to the national parks or national forests or some of the, the BEM land, BLM lands. And and, and for me, it's been, I was tell, talking to you backstage about it. Yeah. Uh, we bought a sauna and a cold plunge. Yeah. So if something as quirky and weird as going in a hot uh, room Sweet. for a while than cold water. Like yeah. it's just as good for my mental health. It it's is. good for uh, peace in the sauna. You can't mm-hmm. really, really be on your phone. It shuts off after about five, six minutes. So you're mm-hmm. just kind of in there thinking. And yeah. I would say whatever you, you may not have to go cold and hot water like me, but figure out what it takes to be at your best yeah. and optimize that. That's right. That's right. Self-care and soul care and really taking care of yourself. Because at the end of the day, if the cup runs dry, you got nothing left. You got to keep filling it. Pastor Levi, thank you so much just for what you do, for the influence, the impact you have, not only on changing generations, but also growing and building the next. Um, You're a blessing, my friend. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being here with us at AACC, but also for being here with us on the podcast today. Thank you, bro. Yes, sir.
Man, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that powerful interview with Pastor Levi Lesko. Uh, I know I did, just being able to listen to him and learn from him and, man, just hear about the perspective that he views pain with. And I know a quote that I mentioned in that interview was the quote by one of my favorite motivational speakers, Inky Johnson, when he says, how you view what you do will always affect how you do what you do. Um, And I think that really, at the end of the day, sums it up for me of when I'm going through the toughest moments in my life, no matter what that may look like, no matter how hard that may be, I try to view it with that posture of joy. Like, Brooke, like what you were talking about, honestly, at the very beginning, trying to view it with, hey, understanding that God wants us to push through, that God does not want us to give up, Mm -hmm. and that we will eventually reap what we sow in due time, and understanding that at the end of the day, pain is a gift and pain produces growth. So thank God, even in the midst of your pain. Brooke, what are you thinking? Hmm. That is so good, Zach. Um, And build different community. We have something for you. Yes. So if you want to hear more content just like this, just like this awesome conversation that Zach and Levi had, um, we need your help. And we're going to partner with you, baby. So (laughs) um, we're doing something big. We're doing something new. We're going to be doing a giveaway. Um, And this giveaway is going to be a three bundle piece. Mm. Now, this bundle comes with three of Levi's books. And guys, I have read Levi's books and they are to die for. Like you need to read this truth. It needs to be in your mind um, because the Holy Spirit just uses him. Mm. So the three books we're going to be giving away is number one, Through the Eyes of a Lion. Yes. Number two, I Declare War. Come on, somebody. That's an amazing book. (laughs) And number three, this one, listen in. You don't want to miss this. It's his brand new kids devotional. That's right. Called Roar Like a Lion, 90 Devotions to a Courageous Faith. Mm. And guys, I'm looking at it right now, and this thing just has incredible illustrations, just beautiful colors, just super engaging. Um, And it's just talking about teaching kids how to have this same um, perspective um, that we were talking about in the podcast, the power Mm. of what your perspective is on your situations. Mm. Um, So we're giving away all three of those pieces in a bundle. Um, the way that you can enter into this giveaway is Tell firstly, me. yeah, come on, Zach, <laughs> lay it on them. Okay. <laughs> you need to firstly subscribe and leave a review on this podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like I did not realize how big of a deal subscribing and just leaving a review is hmm. takes one second out of your day, but it really just helps this podcast grow and yeah. just putting truth out there that's right it just pushes that so come on so we need you to subscribe leave a review and then we're going to be posting a picture on instagram about this bundle Mm -hmm. um it's going to have like a graphic of what it includes we need you to follow us on our social media account which is at built different ministry and then just leave a comment on that bundle graphic on that picture that introduces Levi's podcast and the giveaway because we're going to be picking the submissions from those comments below. So make sure to put your name once you've done that. Um, So yeah, we want to invite you into that. If you want to get more of Levi and the truth that he's spitting, please, 
please, please go to levilusco.com. Check out his books. Support his books. Leave mm. a review on Yelp and, and uh, Amazon. Just Come on. Help him out because he's just a man who's following the Lord and is just obedient to him. So yeah. thank you guys so much for listening in today. Yes. Man, like Brooke said, she already sold me. I'm about to go <laughs> sign up for that giveaway. But like Brooke said, we want to partner with you guys. So we don't just want this to be about growing mm-hmm. our platform, but we want to give you guys something in return. So do not miss out on that amazing opportunity, that three-book bundle. Yeah. And please, please, please go listen and go support Pastor Levi because like Brooke said, that boy be spitting truth. Come on. Um, <laughs> man, we love you guys. And as always, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll we'll see you you next time on the Built Different Podcast. Hi there. This is Jessica from the Built Different Podcast team. As a reminder, you can listen to this show on your favorite podcasting platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Whatever platform you choose, please remember to subscribe to the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton.